Welcome to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond, Episode 54, Transitions Made Easy with Rande Dorn. You're always enough for the next thing. You always are enough. So when you get out of college, you've done it. You're enough to do the next thing, right? So that's the encouragement. You are enough. And then just listen to what your real, true, deep level soul self, not the critic, is telling you to do next. Ask your body, sit with your body and say, okay, what's the next right thing? And then be brave enough to listen. That's the hard part, is having the courage to listen. Hello everyone, it's your host, Yoli Tamu. Changing and adapting to change are a major part of living an authentic life. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Brande Dorn, joins us to share how artistic therapy can help you connect to your deepest soul self in order to create the life of your dreams. As you adapt to the transitions of life, she encourages you to acknowledge and grieve the ending of one phase so that you can create and embrace the new purposeful phase waiting for you on the other side. The summer is here and many of us are preparing for our next transition, whether it be to college for the first time, returning to college during our new normal, or transitioning into the workforce. Today, we have licensed marriage and family therapist, Rande Dorn, with us to talk about these transitions and many of the expectations we place on ourselves. Welcome to the podcast, Rande. How you doing? Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're with us. And I mean, I was checking out some of your your history on your website and for you to come from the arts mm-hmm. into therapy and then you owned a dance company. I mean, you've been mm-hmm. doing a lot of transitions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So because you owned a dance company and now you're into the field of therapy, I'd like to know how that transition happened. Tell us about that. Sure, sure. Well, I've been in dance or I was in dance for almost about 20 years. I went to school for it. And while I was teaching, while I was dancing, while I was choreographing, at some point I also had a family, got married, had kids. And one of the really big things that happened to me at one point is is that my mom passed away. Mm. And when she died, I really had to take a step back and say, okay, what is still meaningful to me? Like life has endings in a way that I wasn't expecting, I guess. And so I really had to like sit back and say, what is important and what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And I was really, in some ways, dance was the most important thing. It was my passion, but I was also living my B plan, which was teaching Pilates. And I didn't want that to continue. And Mm -hmm. so when I thought about all the things that I was doing, the ways that was showing up for people in the world, Um, and I kind of put them in a pile and I said, how can I maybe do those things, those gifts, those things that I love to do kind of in one thing, therapy was the thing that showed up for me. And it was a thing that I, that I had hoped at the same time would support me continuing being an artist. Mm. And so, cause it would give me the flexibility to be a parent. It'd give me a flexibility to be an art maker. It'd be, give me the flexibility to make my own time, but also choose who I wanted to work with. And the other thing about being a therapist is that I also specifically wanted to work with artists and I wanted to be a support system to help artists to create a sustainable life. So the work that I do, it really is about the balance of not just making your art, but how do you make your art and creatively make your life so that there is the sense of balance and flow and integration between those two things. Wow. Pretty cool. So would you say your clients are primarily artists? Yes. 
Wow. So cool. I'm so glad I found you because I told you I'm an artist as well. Yeah. And as an educator and transitioning into just mentoring young people, it's, it's just, it's just been very, very therapeutic for me mm-hmm. as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is so cool to to meet you. Okay. So now on this platform, we're talking about that college freshman that's transitioning mm-hmm. into the new world as well as a college graduate that's heading out mm-hmm. into that workforce. And right. so with that, of course, we know it comes with a lot of anxiety and, mm-hmm. and they have their own expectations going on in their head. So how should a student maybe manage these expectations that are going on about getting out into the real world and making these changes? Sure. So I'm going to name three things first. One is kind of acknowledging the grief of endings. And I'll talk about each of these a little bit more. The second mm-hmm. thing is, is dismantling actually low expectations either in terms of getting into college as well as getting out of college. And then the last thing is really connecting to the excitement and the possibility of those transitions. Mm. So the first thing uh, specifically around students that are coming into college, there's so much excitement built around like, oh my God, you got into the college, you're, you're doing this, you're moving. There's like this huge push. Your whole, in, in some ways, high school and junior high school career has been about college. And so students land in college not realizing how much they actually lose in that transition. Many are moving away from their communities or moving away from home, moving away from deep friendships, from deep family connections. And so they're being kind of plopped into this experience kind of by themselves. And there's just so much loss and so much grief in that because whether they go back home or not after being a college student, they're not going to be the same person. So those connections, everything that they know is ending. And then the same thing, you know, when students are leaving college, there is this deep sense of loss, right? They've been held, hopefully, in a really beautiful way for the last three to four years, even five plus, plus, plus. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're, they're leaving what they know to create something new. And so I always encourage them to connect to that grief and to give space for that. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the second thing I said in terms of dismantling low expectations is that less so going into college, but certainly coming out, it's like, oh no, there's no work for me. I can't find housing. You know, like no one's hiring someone coming straight out of college. And uh, many times I'll say is that our, our reality reflects what our deep beliefs are. And mm-hmm. if you deeply believe that there's nothing out there for you, then the world has to reflect that truth back to you. Right. Mm. There has to be alignment with that. And so in terms of raising our expectations, and some of that expectations comes from connecting to our excitement and connecting to our possibilities. Like, why did you come to college in the first place? Like, what are you really hoping to create in the world? And how can we connect to that creativity, that 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 deep connection, that sense that you are on this earth, on this planet? to be important, to have purpose, Mm -hmm. to share something with the world. And the share doesn't have to be gigantic, right? You just being a being in the world is a big enough share. And so how do we connect to that special way that you share, that you connect to the world, and then kind of funnel your excitement and funnel your focus and funnel your expectations Mm -hmm. through that? Man, I think it's so cool that you talk about purpose immediately. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is is that that will help propel you forward if you, you start thinking about f- purpose more yeah. so than anything. That's really yeah. cool. And well, Nick, if I can add something, like when I talk specifically with artists and art makers, and I was a counselor in a college setting for two and a half years. So I've spent a lot of time talking to college students as well. 
mm-hmm. is that uh, specifically with artists, but I think we can think about this broader context of separating ourselves from the product that we make, that we are the product maker, we are the process mm-hmm. and the product, whether it be art, whether it be our job, whether it be our skill set, it's not who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. So even part of our share is our humanity, our way that we love, the way that we connect, the way that we trust, the way that we touch, the way that we smile. Right. That there is there is the part of there's the us and then there's the what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so sometimes our, our our expectations or how we see ourselves is so connected to what we do that we lose the who we are mm-hmm. in it. And so if we can separate the what we do or what we make. Again, specifically saying this, that's the product. You are of value no matter what the product is mm-hmm. that you're making or that you're creating. And so your value is in the you. That's so yeah. good, especially when you're going to college. And mm-hmm. even when you get to the workforce, you know, you want to have something unique to offer mm-hmm. to the workforce. And if you come from that position, you are bringing your uniqueness. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool to say. And then it kind of eases some of the anxiety, I would think, for college freshmen when they come in there with the idea of wanting to fulfill themselves. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That's so cool what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Now, when you talk about grief, wow, Mm -hmm. that is a powerful one because I think about they're leaving a lot behind, but then there's also pressure. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you're you're pressured by your your neighbors or your friends or society to like stay put. Like you don't have to go there. You don't have to mm. do that. We didn't. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So there's that part that you have to battle to really take the step out and move. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I so. mean, it, it makes me think about that that idea of I mean, like, it's very hard sometimes to like disconnect from the tribe and and we can't, like, we should always stay in connection to our tribe, Right. but there is part of our connection is our deeper connection to our, our self and what I would consider like our soul self mm-hmm. versus sometimes our ego self mm. and our, our soul self. If we are deeply listening to that part of ourselves, it will tell us whether or not we should be going that direction, going left or going right, right. Staying in town for a while or or going off to college, because sometimes we're trying to align with, like you said, other people's expectations Mm -hmm. of who we are and what we're doing. And I think if we have the opportunity or create an opportunity for ourselves to really listen deeply, that, that deep listening, that deep connection is our way to connect to everybody else. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we can satisfy everyone else, but that there's that, that deep connection can help lead us it is our kind of home, right? Our guidance system, but also like our home base. And so it's like, there's that that deep sense of self is telling you, yeah, college is the right thing. The thing is about our soul self is that it knows everything else. It is so vastly connected to everything and everyone mm-hmm. that it is never leading us away from people. It's never leading us away from connection. It's always leading us to connection. Mm-hmm. So if our deepest soul self says, go to college, there is something about that experience that will also create connection to your community, to your family, to whatever it is that you're trying to connect to. And it's never, it's our ego that typically wants to create disconnection mm-hmm. because our ego wants to create a sense of otherness so that it can identify itself separate. Right. Wow. So it has to sit, get a sense of you are over there and I'm over here. And the only way for me to identify that is to other you and other me. And that's what the ego does, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm actually working from a soul level, 
that level wants to connect me to you to everything else. So if I if I'm operating from that place and that place says go to college, it is with the intention of creating more connection, not less. Mm, that's interesting. That you talk about the ego is creating the other, mm-hmm. because when I think about you know maybe where some households or family situations that they were trying to get away from creates the ego, would you say, or is mm-hmm. it a soul self that is that is finding itself? Does that make sense? I'll ask it in a different way. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out are they when they when they definitely, as you say, become the other. Mm-hmm. Are they in co- in connection with their soul self, or are they actually tapping more into the ego? Mm-hmm. I mean, our our ego wants to create identity, mm-hmm. and it, it creates identity. So I can I can say, oh, I can identify with this group, but I can also not identify with that group. Right. Mm-hmm. So even part of my identity is I identify as a woman. I identify as a black female. I identify, you know, as someone who was is divorced. I identify as a mother. And I can create connection through those identities, but I can also create disconnection. Well, you're not a mother. So mm-hmm. therefore you're separate from me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's it's okay to have and own those identities that they help us to they help to kind of shape us in a certain way. But when I start using that identity to separate. Therefore, you're not as good as me because you don't understand motherhood because you're not a mother. You don't understand nurturing. Mm-hmm. Then that is my ego trying to create separation in some ways, trying to create a hierarchy, trying to create, like our ego does that to, to say, I'm okay. My identities are so good and they're better than someone else's identities and therefore I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I dismantle that sense of you're over there and I'm over here that we're actually connected then like it's it 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 can be really scary right because then i can't own my motherhood as Mm -hmm. a way to make you less than or even more than Mm. me right that my motherhood is only a sense of there's a way of 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 creating of connecting to it that creates connection but the other thing i guess is to think that like at my deepest deepest core I am as human as you are, that my motherhood or my ability to be a mother doesn't make me any more or any less than your identities, however you want to identify, right? That like, that my experience is unique and so is yours, but my uniqueness doesn't make me more valuable Mm -hmm. than you. And that's again, part of what the ego tries to do is like, are you a value because you're a mother or are you not a value? Are you a value because you have money or you're not a value? And the ego tries to create that so that I can identify who oh, I'm a value because I have money, because I'm a mother, because I have this job, this career. Mm-hmm. And so we dismantle some of those things and think, well, at my deepest level, the other thing that when I say deepest level, another way to identify your soul self is the listener, right? Like with all of our critiques, when we say I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough. When I go out, I try to go out after college, I'm not going to find a job. If I can listen to that, the listener is the soul. It's the ego that's saying you're not good enough, mm. right? So mm. the ego dismantles us as well as dismantles everybody else, right? Uh-huh. So if I say I'm not going to listen to that and I'm going to try and really deeply listen in some ways or feel what is next, what is my guidance system, when I deeply, deeply feel that, there is a peace in that and there's a rightness right? Our, our soul self is never trying to make us wrong. Mm-hmm. 
what, what would it get out of that? Right. Mm. It is our ego that tries to make us wrong and make everybody else wrong. And so it's, it takes work to try and kind of separate those voices out. Mm-hmm. But again, usually I say the soul is the listener and the ego is the critic that it's in our head. Right? Wow. This is so cool. I've never heard it that way. So now for someone who's being introduced to their soul self, what do you suggest? They sit still, they do some meditation, they journal. How do you tap into that soul self? Yes, all of those things, right? That you can do grounding work, like, you know, being with plants, putting your hands in nature, putting your feet in sand, on grass, even connecting to like metal and wood. We can do meditation. And meditation, for those who are kind of afraid to do it, it, it's not about emptying out your brain. It's just that you think all of my thoughts are going by me like a train and I never pick them up and then like examine them. I try and let them go by like a like film, like old film. <laughs> Mm. When it used to go by. So I'm yes. watching the train go by. I'm watching the thoughts go by. So we're we're allowed to have thoughts. We're just you what you're trying to do is not pick up one thought and then do a deep dive with it. Right. So meditation is about again separating myself from the thoughts going by and feeling the self mm-hmm. that's separate from the thoughts. Right. And the better I can do that, I can create that separation. That when again, those moments when the when the critic shows up, I can say, Oh, that's not me. Those are thoughts that are coming through, right? Mm. So journaling, yes, is another way to connect. Dancing, movement is another way to connect. Just being present with your feelings. Again, talking about the grief that might be coming up, you know, at the change of things. It's like, no, 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 I have to be excited. I'm graduating. Or no, 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 I have to be excited. I'm going to college. And it's like, if you're not feeling excitement, if you're just feeling sadness, if you're feeling anger, if you're feeling rage or disgust, like let yourself feel that. Our mm-hmm. job is to manage our feelings, meaning not to like push them out and be destructive to things or other people specifically, but it doesn't mean we can't feel them, mm-hmm. right? So allowing mm-hmm. ourselves to be in the feelings, because in the feelings, there's messages, mm-hmm. right? And so our listening is listening to the message that again, it, it's, it's not like a yelling at us. It's not repetitive. It's like, oh, this feels, something feels right. Mm-hmm. Something feels connected. Another way to think about it, again, working with, with people who are artists, but everyone's an artist, everyone is creative, is that when you're in a sense of flow, that's you being in alignment. And in those moments of being in alignment or high vibration, you're like, oh, I should, I want to do this or I want to do that. It's like, again, that's your soul speaking to you. If you get one little thought that says you should go to the coffee shop today, you should turn left right here, you should take another circle around the block, that's your soul. Mm. telling you something right and we again we may not be very good at listening so it's like we might go around the block and be like what was the point of that yeah the point was just to test you to listen right see if you are listening Mm -hmm. right because the big things that like as people say like oh there's that one moment that big thing happened your soul doesn't give you the big things if you're not listening to the small things if you're not getting you know so it's like doing the any little thing that allows you to connect to your, your sense of self, connect to your, really to your body, but connect to the feeling being mm, juiciness. That's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you are truly an artistic therapist. It is right. coming through. <laughs> Let me you. tell you, it is coming through. It is so good to hear you say this because I think that's why people are so attracted to us creative mm-hmm. people. Because yeah. we're so in touch with this stuff, what mm-hmm. you're talking about. You know what yeah. I mean? 
And it comes from, like you said, the soul self is the listener. The soul self is the observer, you Mm -hmm. know? It's a beautiful word. Yes. It's so powerful what you're saying. So this is great. You know, I hope that our listeners are are really listening because you need to do some self-inventory and kind of let that guide you Mm -hmm. uh, through these transitions, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I talk about like having these big expectations, dismantling the low ones mm-hmm. again, it, because the soul moves so rapidly, it's not trying to do the pay your dues and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, kill yourself for 10 years and don't eat, but the soul doesn't want, want that for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So when people take these big leaps, it's because they're listening to that little voice that says, you really should be doing this. Or you really should be doing that. Right. And, and not that should, that feels uncomfortable. Like that should, where it's like your parent says, why aren't you doing, and you should be blah, blah, blah. It's that another way that I describe it. It's like, especially when we're overwhelmed, right. Mm -hmm. Or we're busy, 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 busy with life. And then there's that one time where you stop and you're like, I just want to go to Cancun. Mm -hmm. Right. That's your soul self. Mm -hmm. I just want to like get married. That's your soul self. Like that voice that just all of a sudden like rages out. It's so pissed off. And it just says like this one weird thing out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I just want to go to the movies right now. That's your soul self. <laughs> right. That. And, and that's yeah. the one that, that, and it's usually the one and why we don't want to listen to it because it is, it's usually against all the stuff that we've been doing up until mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. the voice that's like, finally, like you need to stop. And go this direction. And we're so afraid because we've been building, building, building and doing this thing and working so hard and our head is down. And, you know, I have to like take this low level job and I got to work my way up and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, will you just call that one person and see if they're, they can give you that job? <gasps> I don't, I don't want to do that. But that's your soul self telling you something. Move. Mm-hmm. Move. And it's listening to that, that voice. This is, I just want to. That's the voice you should be listening to. Oh, that's so good. Ooh, this is good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Now I love to always leave my listeners with words mm-hmm. of encouragement. And so mm-hmm. I'm just thinking as they prepare to make these transitions, it sounds like you're laying it out, but do you have some words of encouragement as they start about making, thinking about making these moves? Yes. You are enough exactly as you are for the next step. Mm. Right. And again, oftentimes you're like, well, I went to college, but now I got to do that one program. And now I got to do this other thing. Like we like to put all, I think about it as a train. We like to put all of these train cars in front of the thing that we say that we want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause we're all only looking to be happy. We're all only looking for the experience of joy. Mm-hmm. Right. And we think this job and this car and this opportunity, they're going to give me the experience of joy. Mm-hmm. But then they put all the stuff in front of it. Well, I got to get a haircut. I got to get headshots. I got to like, you know, take this acting class or I got to go work for free. I got to do an internship. And it's like, why are you putting all this stuff in front of you? Mm. You can do all those things, but don't do all those things in order to get joy. Then just go for the joy, go for the joy, go for the headshot, go for, but dismantle the train Mm -hmm. and think of them as all very separate things that you want to do because you want the experience of it. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Go do that. But don't try and put five or six different things in front of, I got to do all this stuff in order to achieve joy. Because you're not, the joy is not going to be fulfilling once you get there. Right. You'll not, be tired. you probably be right. tired. <laughs> right, right. So you're always enough for the next thing. You mm-hmm. always are enough. So when you get out of college, you've done it. You're enough to do the next thing. 
right? So that's the encouragement. You are enough. And then just listen to what your real, true, deep level soul self, not the critic, is telling you to do next. Ask your body, sit with your body and say, okay, what's the next right thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then be brave enough to listen. That's the hard part is having the courage to listen. Mm-hmm. Woo, I love this. Look, I always get helped. Look, <laughs> help me too. I love this. So cool. Okay. Well, this has been empowerful for, for all of us. And I'm just wondering if they want to reach out to you and look for you online, how can they find you? Yes. Uh, you can look me up on my website, which is randaydorncoachingcreatives.com. Or there's the that's the new website. The old website has most of the same information, which is just randaydorn.com. So whichever is easier for you to find me. Randy, I love your name. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. And um, yeah, (laughs) I look forward to staying in touch with you. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I I hope they, everyone gets something out of it. And I love sharing again, that idea of just the expectation of sharing and being a part of the world. It's enough. So yeah, I'm happy to do it. Thank you. All right. Well, you take care and I'll be in touch with you very soon. You too. You too. Bye. Thank you for joining us. I hope you will choose to listen to your deepest soul self and transition into a life that you can be proud of. For more information about other episodes, remember to subscribe to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond. I'm your host, Yoli Tamu. Leave a review at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to learn more about our upcoming virtual events, visit our website at thebacktomeproject.com. Until next time, be well.